This is Brain Diet, episode number 96. I love so much focusing on the food we feed our body, but I love even more focusing on the stuff we feed our brain. My name is Taylor Ann Macy, and I am a certified life coach. Welcome to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain the best information. Hi, people. Welcome to the last episode of the Brain Diet podcast for the year 2021. You thought I was going to say last episode of all time? No, definitely not. We're just getting warmed up here. You know, this is really interesting because I feel as though I've kind of come full circle because right now I am sitting in, I'm at my parents' house and I'm sitting in my mom's walk-in closet and I'm recording this episode. Closets are a great place to record and I needed a space because my kids and today and Christmas time and whatever. Anyway, so we are here. I'm recording in her closet and if you noticed, there was a new intro today on today's episode. We have a brand new intro. It is one of the many changes that are happening here at Brain Diet. And the full circle moment is really interesting because the original intro that has lasted me for almost 100 episodes that I love so much, I recorded in my mom's closet, at least the the me talking in the beginning that was recorded here. And then the intro, the piano thing in the intro of all of the other episodes was something that I just composed myself and used a dinky microphone to record here at my parents' house at their baby grand piano. And it was funny because when I wanted to record the the little ditty in the beginning, when I wanted to record it, I said, okay, family, we are here having a Sunday dinner or something like that. May I please have some quiet time for maybe 90 seconds, maybe two minutes. I just need like some silence so I can record this little piano thing that I wrote that I want to use for my podcast. Could you please do this for me? And naturally, sometimes when we ask people to do things, they just don't because we can't control people. And so when I recorded the intro, you can hear in the background dishes being done and a chair like scooting on the ground. And especially you can hear it even more if you listen in some of the earlier episodes towards the end like you can hear (laughs) you can hear my family having Sunday dinner and that is what I just decided to use and go with and it has lasted me like I said almost 100 episodes and I am so grateful to that little intro that I decided just to compose and record one day I wasn't a super fan of any of the stock music that I had looked through and Anyway, I was like, I'm just going to write something myself. I'm just going to record it with this little microphone and I'm going to use it as my podcast intro (laughs) and outro. Anyway, full circle moment, right? Isn't that just so interesting? So now we have this brand new intro that I love. And like I said, it's just one of the very small changes of many that are happening in my practice and on this podcast. And it's all stuff I am very excited about. So a little trivia there, if you didn't know that that was just something that I wrote and you can hear (laughs) my family being family in the background. So here we are. It is this last episode of 2021. And I really wanted to reflect on this last year and share the things that I have learned. As we look at this past year, oftentimes we will get to the beginning of next year 
and there's this idea of, okay, new year, new me. We start out the year with the intent of being a different person or, or pursuing goals and changing certain things about ourselves and about our lives. And while that's awesome, like New Year's resolutions and goals, I am all for that. And I will talk a little bit more about that later. I think that it is equally as important to spend time at the end of the year reflecting back, reflecting back on the goals that you did set and reflecting back on the things that did change. And so for this moment right now, instead of, okay, next year, new year, new me, I am looking back. I am questioning, am I different than I was 365 days ago or, you know, however many days that we've had so far in the year? Am I different? And the reason that I think it's important to share is, and also to reflect on for yourself, is as I am sharing this work here on the podcast, as I am sharing all of these coaching tools and these um, insights and things that have been so helpful to me, I am doing a lot of the work right alongside you. I am getting coached. I am working on my mind. I am doing thought downloads and paying attention to what I'm thinking. I am learning every day to feel my feelings. I am doing so many things right alongside you. And that is why I only share what I believe is really useful is because I've, I've done the work. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm right there in the trenches trying to work on my mental health when it's so important, especially in this day and age. Mental health has never been more important to pay attention to. So this episode, as we are, you know, venturing in with this new music in the beginning, which isn't that big of a deal, but there's just a lot of things that are changing for me in my life and in my business. And I wanted to share a few of the things that I have learned this year that have really changed the way that I've related to myself. And it has really changed a lot of things in my life. So lesson number one, that I feel like I have really internalized this year is I should not be losing weight all the time. And this applies to you. You should not be losing weight all the time. You should not be attempting to lose weight all the time. Weight loss is a very temporary measure. Our bodies are not designed to be in consistent states of weight loss. Now, they're amazing and they can adapt to that, but then some metabolic adaptation can occur and our bodies become more accustomed to fewer calories and then it's harder to lose weight. You have to keep cutting calories and you just feel terrible when you have to just keep cutting calories to lose weight. Now, I wouldn't say that this year I was consciously thinking, oh, I need to lose weight. However, I do think somewhere in my mind, I had this thought of, oh, I've eaten too much. I need to eat less. And not because I was trying to lose weight, but just because that was more or less of a generalized belief that I just thought was normal and true that don't eat too much. You should be eating less kind of thing. What I have discovered, both through working with coaches as well as my own study on nutrition and my own evaluation of what I want for myself, I have realized really deeply for the first time in my life that I don't want to be losing weight right now. And I am totally open to it in the future. But right now, I don't want to because I've realized that when you eat enough, when you fuel your body in the way that it is meant to be fueled, you feel so much better. When you give yourself adequate calories, the physical results of that are so drastically different to when you are cutting calories. When you are eating enough, 
you are sleeping better, you have a clearer mind, you feel less stressed. There are so many different benefits to fueling your body and feeding it what it needs. Now, of course, I coach women through weight loss. It's something that I know very well how to do. So I'm not going to say weight loss is a bad thing. However, I think so many women are under this same idea that I had that, oh, I should be eating less. I should generally always have the goal of weighing less. And so that shift in my mind this year both created a drastic shift in how I felt physically and also how I was able to show up in the gym. It was so different for me to actually feel good, to have workouts that felt so fueled and I felt so strong. Lesson number two that I learned this year, or rather it was just more apparent to me as I worked with it, is that health is achieved in micro steps. Health is not achieved in a grand scheme of eating only chicken and broccoli for the next six months and seven days. That's not health. Health, true overall health, is achieved by drinking more water, walking more, going to bed on time, planning your food, paying attention to what you're eating. All of those things are so small. And so for me, I feel like in my life, when I would eat something off plan or eat something that, I don't know, wasn't strategic, whatever that word means, or if I overate, I felt like it derailed me a little bit. It did a lot of things to me mentally and was hard. And so it made it hard to, quote unquote, get back on track, which there is no track, okay? However, that was what I used to think. It was so hard to get back on track because I've totally screwed up. When I shifted to approaching my health from a more micro step perspective, it completely changed my health. Because if I maybe overate a little bit, then the next day it was like, all right, today I'm just going to really focus on getting all of my water. I'm just going to make sure I can stay as hydrated as possible. I'm just going to make sure I walk today. I'm just going to make sure that I can get 10,000 steps in, move my body a little bit. And this was substantial because I love going to the gym. I love CrossFit. And so on days when I wasn't able to go, kids were sick, I was sick, whatever it was, normally that might derail me. Like I missed a day in the gym. This is going to be, this is going to have a terrible impact. However, of course, that's not the case. And I was able to internalize this through this approach. Like, okay, I wasn't able to go to CrossFit this morning. I'm just going to make sure that I connect with my body and walk today. I'm just going to make sure that tonight I go to bed on time so that I can give my body ample time to rest and recover. I am going to plan what I'm going to eat tomorrow so that I don't have to think about it. So that I know that tomorrow, whatever I'm going to eat is planned with love and kindness and with the intention to fuel my body and all of the amazing things that I want it to do. So if you are in a place of an all or nothing approach to health, I want to invite you to challenge that. That maybe health is achieved by every day just focusing on getting more water, moving more, going to bed on time and planning your food. Those strategies, those tips, think about if you half the time just decided to implement one of those things. If half half of the year you had days that you're like, I'm just going to drink a little bit more water, then you have six months worth of increased hydration. And when you hydrate your body in this way, then it allows for better cellular processes, and then you feel so much better. Health is achieved in micro steps. Lesson number three 
is specifically relating to goal cultivation. I had a number of goals and New Year's resolutions for 2021 that I really wanted to achieve, and I was so excited about them. Many of those goals I met, and I was so thrilled. It was really fun to be able to push myself and meet those goals. It was awesome. However, many of those goals I also did not meet. However, in the pursuit of these goals, despite my not meeting them, I am a different person because of the way I pursued them because of the way I challenged myself. So regardless of the outcome, I am a different person. I am more capable. I am stronger. For example, I had the goal to do a bar muscle up in CrossFit this year. I thought, okay, I am relatively close. I mean, I still had a lot of work to do, but that was one of my goals was let's see if I can do a bar muscle up. Now in October, while I was attempting a squat clean, I sprained my wrist and I was so bummed because that meant, you know, potentially months of recovery. I'm still recovering. My wrist still is not, definitely not back to where I want it to be three months later. And I knew that would mean that I couldn't practice for the remaining three months this bar muscle up. I wouldn't be able to pursue that goal for myself. However, I worked so hard for the first part of the year before I sprained my wrist and got so much stronger. And I developed my technical ability in other ways in the pursuit of trying to achieve this movement. And then afterward, after I had sprained my wrist and knew it just wasn't an option to attempt this movement, I was able to get so much stronger in other lifts, again, because I was fueling my body and eating enough food. And so even though I met some goals, I didn't meet others, I transformed internally because of my relentless pursuit of these goals because of my commitment to showing up for myself, even when it might have been hard. So that was lesson number three that I learned this year. Goal cultivation, the outcome doesn't matter. What matters is every micro step that you have to take that's out of your comfort zone to get you there, that transforms you into the next version of yourself. Lesson number three, as probably sounds really obvious, I'm sorry, lesson number four, I don't have these numbered. I just have some bullet points. So if I don't say the right number, that's just because I was lazy and didn't put numbers next to these things on my notes. Anyway, whatever lesson number, I think this is lesson number four. I dove into nutrition this year. I dove into programming and it was kind of a revisitation of what I studied in college. I studied um, exercise and wellness in college, fitness and nutrition. Um, I was certified as a personal trainer when I graduated. I've always loved the world of nutrition and it's always been really important to me. And this year I really buckled down on studying, not because I felt like I should, but because I felt like I was just so deeply interested in it all. It fascinates me, nutrition and the body and the way the body responds and and what fuels every specific body in the correct way. Nutrition is amazing and it can make or break how you feel physically. And so I have studied so much this year and, like I said, revisited, revisited a lot of the stuff that I already knew from my schooling, but also I learned a lot of new things that related specifically to nutrition, but also mindset as it relates to nutrition. I feel like this year has just been such a knowledge growth year for me where I just learned so much. And what's been amazing is I've just taken these things that I've learned and applied it 
obviously to myself, but the way that I use it with my clientele and in my program has completely transformed the experience that you have when you work with me. And so for people that worked with me even a year ago, I mean, it hardly even compares to what it is now because I have started to focus so much more on every component that goes into weight loss. There is, of course, this nutrition piece. It's so important what you are eating and how you are exercising. And then I have where I am also the expert in the mindset around it. How are you thinking about the food? Why are you eating? Why are you not eating? That is so important. So you have the mental piece, the physical piece, and then you have the emotional piece. Because we all more or less will emotional eat in some ways. And this isn't a problem unless it's a problem for you, right? And so if you emotionally eat and it is a problem for you, then you have to pay attention to that piece to the puzzle. You have to pay attention to the physical thing, you know, what your programming is. And then you have to pay attention to the mental piece, what it is that you're thinking. And so as I have completely transformed transformed the program that I take clients through, it really has completely up-leveled the experience. And the results that my clients get are mind-blowing compared to, you know, what they used to be in the previous program that I have created for people. So that's been really fun for me is to deep dive into more knowledge, to revisit what I already knew and to apply it in a way that gives clients the results they want. Where if someone wants to lose weight, I can come and say, hey, if you want to lose weight, I can guarantee it will happen if you follow what it is that I'm programming for you and if you are willing to do the work that comes with paying attention to your mind and feeling your feelings. Anyway, that has been incredibly fun to learn more and to apply that to myself, to my clients, and just to see the transformation internally, externally that that can achieve. It is like 10 times the results for both me and my clients, which has been amazing. Okay, whatever lesson this is, the next one, I have really learned to slow down this year. I am not in a rush to do things anymore. When it comes to my goals, I used to be in a place of, I need to rush, I need to hurry, I need to get there. And I really realized that I might have a financial goal, a physical goal, you know, any type of goal and have a timeline for it. And maybe I want to extend that timeline. And so what if I do? Like if I want to make this much money in this amount of time and I don't, why is it a problem if I extend the timeline? When I give myself permission to extend timelines, then it makes doing the work so much more fun. There were so many things in my business this year that I drastically extended the timeline in terms of when I wanted to achieve it. And so it made doing the work so much easier because I wasn't burning myself out. I wasn't hustling and grinding in a way that was painful and had negative effects for me. I was able to be focused when I needed to be focused. And it was all planned out to where I was still able to be a mom, be present with my kids, and do all of the other things that I want to do in my life while still pursuing this goal. So for you and your goals, I would again invite you to question, what if I extended the timeline? Why would that be a problem? Would that be a problem if you did? That's one thing that has been really helpful for me is I can always extend timelines. So what? Then I can just enjoy the journey so much better. Next lesson is that we can do scary things and still survive. If you listened to last week's episode on fear, I talked a lot about this, that fear is an indication that we are threatened, that our life is threatened. We don't encounter very many life-threatening things, at least not on a daily basis for most of us, and yet we still have a very fear-based response to many things. 
So this year, there were many things that I did that I was very afraid to do. And I came out of every single thing still alive. I still survived. And I was able to provide more evidence for my brain that scary things aren't that scary. That it's okay to be afraid and to do something anyway because I'm going to make it out on the other side just fine. The next lesson, the next, the next thing that I learned was more how to feel emotions without doing anything about it. Sometimes when we feel anxious or when we feel uh, restless, we feel the need to take action to solve for it. And sometimes that can get in the way of us living our lives. And emotions are not necessarily a problem. We can feel them and not do anything about them. We watched this documentary on Disney Plus. It was called The Rescue. And it was about that soccer team that got uh, that got stuck in the cave in Thailand. And the rescue efforts and the measures that they took in order to get every single one of these boys out safely. And I tell you what, the entire documentary, I literally had my hand on my chest the whole time. The whole time. I was just in a state of total what? Like fight or flight worry. <laughs> like all these big emotions watching this documentary. And it's actually amazing. I would highly recommend it. But be ready for some serious emotions. However... After watching it, I was feeling all of these emotions and felt like I needed to do something. I needed to go like lock my kids in their room so that they never left and risked getting hurt or getting lost or <laughs> like I just wanted to keep them safe. I wanted to take action to feel better. But instead, I just allowed myself to feel all of these feelings. I just sat with them. I just let those emotions vibrate through my body. And when you can do this, when you can develop the skill of just sitting with your emotions and not doing anything about them, you become less reactive. You're able to be a little bit more present and not be in a constant state of, I need to solve, I need to solve. Instead, it's just a space of nothing has gone wrong. I'm feeling emotions and I can feel them. Okay, the next and final lesson that I have learned. Well, I don't know if it's the final one. I'm sure I've learned a lot more, but these were the top ones that came to mind when I was brainstorming this episode. This last one is that having a 30-day goal is the way to make your dreams come true. Sometimes we have dreams, we have impossible goals that seem impossible. And when we look at them as a whole, it all seems too amorphous. It seems too meta. It seems too beyond. It seems like it is impossible, something that we cannot achieve. That is why it is so transformative to pursue goals because you end up proving to yourself that you are the only one that's getting in your way with how you're thinking about certain things. If you think something is impossible, of course you won't create it. But if you think something is impossible and you challenge that and you work towards it, you become a new version of you. So when goals are extremely big and large, then we can break it down into a series of 30-day goals. Because I feel like 30 days or 30 to 60 days is a little bit more digestible for the brain. Now, you can either have a goal that is a product outcome, like I want to have this created by the end of this 30-day period, or it can be an outcome based, like by the end of this 30 days, I want to achieve to have achieved this outcome. Either of those approaches is perfectly great to just put your brain into a state of, oh, I can see pretty clearly a timeline of something that I'm trying to pursue in order to move me more towards the ultimate goal that I'm trying to achieve. Whatever it is that you want, 
And even if you don't have a specific goal in mind, I always recommend having a 30-day goal because otherwise the brain will just continue to create what it's already created. If you're not challenging it and pushing yourself to do something that's a little bit different or out of your comfort zone, then you won't ever create anything different from what you've already created in your past. So 30-day goals are a really powerful way to create amazing transformation in very subtle periods of time over time. Does that make sense? What things have you learned this year? I am going to invite you to reflect on how you have changed this year, how you related to your goals, whether you achieved them or not. Use this as an opportunity to praise yourself, to commend yourself, to celebrate what you have done and accomplished and how you have grown, regardless of whatever outcomes you have or have not achieved. Write these things down, reflect. And before you focus on what you want to change next year, first focus on what worked this year. What went amazingly well? How were you so strong? Reflecting on that will allow you to set goals from a much more positive space. Instead of something is wrong that I need to change, it's like I'm doing so well and I want to see what else I'm capable of. So that is my invitation to you, my friends. Give yourself the gift of reflecting on how you have grown this year. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next year. Hey, do you have a coach guiding you through your weight journey? If not, I would be so thrilled to be yours. I want to invite you to come work with me in my private one-on-one program where I create an individualized plan for you based on your body in order to create the results that you want. I teach you how to not even want the foods that are sabotaging your physical goals, all while learning how to be more confident, how to feel better, and how to up-level your life. We work to create the body that you want and to feel good doing it. To sign up for a free mini session with me, check out the link in the show notes. I'll see you soon.